If you're a business owner, consider switching to Empower Payments and experience unmatched savings. If we can't reduce your processing fees, we'll give you $5,000 cash. That's our guarantee to you. Discover more at EmpowerPayments.com today. That's EmpowerPayments.com. The show that takes you home. The Home Stretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City. 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Welcome into the home stretch, ESPN Kansas City. It's weird doing a show on a Monday. Normally we're at Hollywood Casino. Not today. Today we are back in studio, baby. Dylan's kind of nice, right? Dylan's behind the glass. Nice how are you? How, how are you, bud? I'm good. It's uh, warm. But. Yeah, it's nice. It, I am sweating. D- don't. I didn't mean bud as a derogatory term, and you tried to spin it on me as a derogatory term right I was there. throwing it back. And yeah, some... you're like, I'm doing fine, bud. I'll have to check the tape on that. I don't know if there was this. Oh, man. You pause. seem pretty, uh, pretty adamant that uh, you were going to use that as a diss. To your boy. I don't blame you. Getting called bud or chief or king or boss or hoss, I get it. But it's nice. We don't have to drive. Of course, we are uh, here on a day when it is very, very snowy and very cold outside. But for some reason here, it's the inside of a hot pocket. Zero idea why it's so hot in the studio right now. I am sweating. I've already taken a coat off. If I take off any more layers... You're going to start paying me. By the way, we'll get into the Chiefs talk, but we'll get there in a second. L- l- let, let me ease my way in. I was playing a game. Have you played horse races? Really fun game. Really cool. It's a blast. You play with quarters. Um, it was nice. But I was playing with a couple friends who also have southern accents. And I noticed something. They're from southeast Missouri, okay? And when you play games with people from SEMO who have southern accents and you're drinking, which, by the way, shout out to uh, to Jansen's dad for giving me some Weller. I had some Weller bourbon out there. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. Smooth. Put that bad boy on ice. It's fun. But when you play with people who have a southern accent and you're drinking a little bit, feeling feeling good, I notice this happened. I get there. I'm like, hey, guys, how's it going? I can't wait to play some games. Uh, all of a sudden it goes, hey, now, y'all. It's a pretty fun game. I, I like playing this game. Next thing you know, I'm sitting here going, now, come on now, boy. I haven't seen you since you were knee-high on a grasshopper. When you play with people with a southern accent, your voice changes so much, and all of a sudden you are now talking Like, you are Larry the Cable Guy. Like, I don't understand the thought process behind this, but you could be from New York City. All of a sudden, you hang around a whole bunch of people from Louisiana. You're saying, go Tigers. Like, I don't understand the philosophy behind this, but it's true. Dylan, have you ever hung around with some people who have a nice little southern drawl? And next thing you know, you're like, I would love a Marlboro Southern cut. 
And for some reason, I'm yelling, "Go, Dale Earnhardt Jr." Like I, I don't understand the thought process, but it, you get in, you get sucked into it. Oh yeah, I think that's not even just Southern accents; just all kinds of accents. You can, you, if you're around it, a, a sure. That's kind of how you know people develop accents in the first place. Wow, their childhood philosophy. Dylan just cracking an egg of knowledge on our on our domes for this show. But yeah, I just thought it was really funny because I, I noticed myself as it went on, uh, I sounded like I was in Louisiana, I was a Creole fisherman, and uh, I was going to catch us some redfish to make into some nice gumbo. And if you listen to me now, I I, I don't have an accent, That's that's I don't have a southern accent, but... I, I sure got one when I was drinking some bourbon, playing horse races with my friends from SEMO. Nice time. By the way, we also went to Top Golf beforehand. Dylan, is it frowned upon to bring your own clubs to Top Golf? I mean, if you're by yourself, no. If you're with a group, yes. I think it's the opposite. Well, why would you go by yourself? Are you, gonna, I don't not, know. Are you paying that much money for a range sesh? That's kind of the only reason I would think to even bring your clubs in the first place. Is that like it's a driving range by yourself. Can I make one concession here? Yes. I'll, I'll be open. I brought four clubs. Okay, four. Not a whole set. I brought four. Is that okay? Yeah. I think four. Like four. You're not bringing the bag. The bag is the problem. I, I, it's okay. You, you I have brought the right the bag. idea. I brought the bag because I didn't want to carry four clubs. You need your... There was nothing in the bag. It, it was your light. Your fiance is listening. It was very light. A great gift for Sterling for Valentine's Day. They make, like, handheld bags for people that are... They're like, I think they're called driving range. No, I know what you're talking about. They're, yeah. they're, they're, but they're almost like a little, just a strap. This worked because I, there's nothing in it. I have my new right. golf bags. This is my old golf bag. Put four clubs in it. The reason being is I'm left-handed. If you go to Top Golf and it's packed, you might not get left-handed clubs. This happened before. I went one time and they go, you know what? We're out of left-handed clubs besides kid clubs. What the heck am I supposed to do? I know wait, I'm wait, five wait, wait. You're lefty. Yes. You left that part conveniently. I told you I'm lefty. I know, but when you were saying and I, no. I had already responded. No, I know. No, that if is you're... actually the only acceptable... Yeah. Whether you're group or non, reason to bring clubs. If you're left-handed, you need to bring your own clubs. Actually, I, I think you have to, right? They don't have them. They have some. But they're terrible. They're all terrible. Right. They're like the, uh, uh, what's the bowling alley equivalent? It's not guards. It's not gutter yeah, I, I But you use, know what I'm talking about? I use the to... bowling alley. The, I use the, lo- the house balls, if you will. Same thing with darts. Yeah. I love house darts. I know people bring their own darts. I'm a house dart guy. You got to really feel the the dive bar essence of the broken wing. Okay, what's worse, bringing your own? I guess we get let's go four here. Okay, bringing your own bowling ball to a bowling alley, mm. bringing your own pool stick to a bar, Ooh. bringing your own darts to a bar, yeah. or clubs to top golf. So you can do pool all. Q has to be worse, right? What? Are we in a grants that pool cue pool, 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 pool stick yeah, yeah. to a bar? Pool stick's is the, the worst. worst. Yeah, yeah, because you have to take it out and screw and the, it and, and in. screw it in. Yes. And yeah, yeah. But the one thing I will say is, if you are a very serious pool player, 
Like, if you bring your pool stick, you better be electric. You better be running the table. You better, you better be, be spinning the cue ball off the side yeah, and giving you English. You're wearing snakeskin boots, and you have your shirt with only three buttons, and you are crushing a, let's say, a stag. For some reason, a stag is, 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 is pointing, or hams maybe, maybe a nice ice-cold hams. Then it's okay. But if you are an above-average or worse I will say a good or worse pool player when you bring your own stick. Like, I, I've, I've been to places where a guy brings your own stick. Dude named Gator. Remember, I was, I was, in, I was in Indiana playing a dude named Gator. He brought his own stick. Dude was electric. Didn't miss. I understand that, okay? He's trying to hustle and win some money. Fine. I get that. But if you're going with some friends and you bring your own stick, come on, man. What are you doing? Yep. I think, again, there has to be... A match that you like just dust whoever you're playing in, and then after the match, you do like the trick shots challenge. For sure, everyone. it's like a bar trick, and everyone's cheering. It, it has to be like a spectacle for you to be bringing your own pools. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to rip and say you, you don't have some fun and do what you want to do. I mean, I'm just saying if you, you can have fun, but if also, you bring your own pool stick and you're not just just a stud, I might rip on you. What do you have to win by three and a half? Three and a half is the over-under? Three and a half. Uh, got to be at least three and a half. Yeah, I would say you, so. You have to finish your round in, in three and a half turns or less. Mm-hmm. That, that's the over-under. If you if you can finish it in three, okay, I get it. You, you, you're a pro. You This is horrible for using a, a normal pool cue. I get that. I love darts. Smaller, you can take them there. I think it's less frowned upon, right? I think, I think bringing your own darts is less frowned upon. You carry them around like, a cigar- like those old-time cigarette cases. Kind of cool looking, right? I get that. Okay. Bowling ball, understandable to an extent. But if you're going with, like, friends, it's like a co-ed thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like, in high school or co- Dude, you know you're there for the pictures of PBR. Don't lie. Bust out your ball, your own shoes, and then put up a 97. Ain't going to fly. And then don't blame it on the lanes. That's the worst, too. The dudes that bring their own ball in their own shoes throw up a 112 and then blame the lanes. I ain't going to hear it. All right, no more excuses. Let's get into the game itself. The Chiefs will be heading to the playoffs as the three seed as they beat the Chargers 13-12. to They had already been locked in. The only thing that mattered was the Dolphins and Bills game. Bills won on the road. Uh, that was a game where Josh Allen, it was the duality of man, right? Josh Allen was phenomenal. He was also horrendous. He looked like prime Mahomes, and he looked like J- Zach Wilson. Most perplexing quarterback in football. But it was enough on a day where a punt return for, what, 98 yards happened. Bills are the two seed. Chiefs host the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins, I think, are a good team, obviously. But it's going to be, what, zero degrees here in Kansas City? Tua Tagovailoa is from Hawaii, then went to Alabama. Has he played in weather that's not 50? Not a balmy... He's in Miami! It's balmy! I know he played in a game last year. Was that a snow game? Last year against Buffalo in the playoffs, they lost 34-31 in the divisional round. Was it the wild card round? Um, 
They lost 34-31. Wild card, and I'm not sure about snow. I know it was freezing cold yeah. because snow was the next week against the Bengals. So he, he, he played well in that game, right? Close game. But what do you call a close game where you lose? A loss. Till he gets it done, that will be hanging over his head. I like the Chiefs matchup overall. The one thing that concerns me is the running game of the Miami Dolphins. Now, I am not worried about Tyreek Hill. Which, by the way, why is Tyreek Hill dropping every ball? Tyreek Hill had three drops this past week against the Bills. I mean, right in his hands. Now, one was P.I., but it was before the ball hit him. If he catches the ball, he might house that thing. Like, he had nine drops at one point before I saw going into this game. I mean, Tyreek Hill, yeah, he's trying to be a Chiefs wide receiver yet again. The only issue is he's got, what, 1,750 yards, something like that. He's, he's done okay. But the drops are still an issue. Thing is, it being very cold, him being blanketed by Legereus Sneed yet again, the physicality of the Chiefs secondary, I like the Chiefs' ability to neutralize him to an, ex- uh, to an extent. Do basically what they did in uh, Germany. 63 yards? Yeah, you'll take that all day. But what makes me nervous about Miami, their run game, the Shanahan run game that is now Mike McDaniel's run game, which Dylan, as a historian as you are, is this Mike McDaniel's run game because he was the run game coordinator under Shanahan? Is that technically, is it, we always say it's Shanahan's offense. But in, in terms of the run game, isn't this more Mike McDaniel? Maybe, but... And Shanahan's using Mike McDaniel's? He has to learn from somewhere, though. You gotta learn from somewhere. Unless you're Tex Winter and you create the triangle offense. Right. Yeah. Or Mike Shanahan and create this run game. There you go. So, But it's like he can take his own spin off of it, and then it kind of does become his own. It seems to be that way, like a little bit. I don't see... It looks a little different than San Francisco. It looks different. A there's, lot different. There's... Still the outside zones, and it, but there's a more concerted effort of getting these guys out in space. Like Raheem Mostart and Jeff Wilson were both in San Fran, right? But I think what you're seeing in, and they're both good in San Fran too, but what you're seeing in Miami is they're using them even even better. I mean, they're getting Raheem Mostert into using his best quality, which is his speed, right? He is he is lightning fast out there. So what do they do? They don't run him inside. They get him out into space. There, there's all these little crack blocks. There's all these, it's basically these, not even a halfback sweep. They're these halfback pitches, but they get ahead of steam, and there's three or four holes to choose from, which, by the way, give the offensive line a ton of credit, right? The offensive line has done their job and then some in the run game. But Devon Achan, did I hear correctly, was averaging eight yards a carry this season? Do you know how absurd that is? Do you understand 7.8 yards a carry? This is college. This is Alabama versus Alabama A&M. 7.8 yards a carry. The ability that the Dolphins have to continuously have explosive plays in the run game is what makes them so dangerous. I am not worried 
about Tyreek Hill. I am not worried about, uh, was it Drew Smythe? I'm not worried about if or not Jalen Waddle plays. Or or Chase Claypool. (laughs) I'm worried about Devon Achan and a healthy Raheem Mostart. Do you think Tua Tagovailoa scares you? Did you see him throw the football? Did you see him try and run? I know he had a couple, he had what, one first down, maybe two nice runs. Chiefs defense is way more physical than the Bills. They're way better than the Bills defense. I'm not worried about Tua. I'm worried about Devon Achan. In a cold game, you would have to expect the Dolphins to run the football a lot. You're going to have to count on Nick Bolton not just getting downhill, but tackling in space. What do we say Nick Bolton's pass coverage, but but he's very good um, vertically, right? Horizontally, there can be some issues. Leo Chennault, Willie Gay Jr., Drew Tranquil. This will be a tester for the linebacking core. Going back to the game that the Chiefs won over the Chargers, the, the score does not matter. But it was nice to see Blaine Gabbert deliver a game-winning drive. It was nice to see Harrison Butker clutch as hell still, perpetually. It was nice to see Gabbert also get it done with his legs. But my main takeaway is how much this team absolutely loves Chris Jones. How much does this team love Chris Jones? Chris Jones, when he got his sack to push him over the 10-sack marker, just look at the team. Look at the reaction. It was like they won the Super Bowl. They love Chris Jones. As, as much as I hated him sitting out and how hilarious it is that he had to get a sack just to make the money back from him sitting out game one and he could have probably got if he played game one, all that stuff. His agents boned him. Look at his team. Look at the squad. Look at the reaction. They love Chris Jones. Now, I absolutely hated that he played, what was it, two and a half quarters? Was it Was it two and a half? Brutal. It's a lot of wear and tear in a guy. Two and a half quarters for a guy that size who was getting double teamed the majority of the game. You hate to see it. But what I thought was interesting, let me see his snap count. Chris Jones played 46 snaps in that game. 46. 46 is sometimes as much as he plays in a game. The issue is the uh, Chargers had a bleep ton of plays. They had 83 plays offensively, Chargers did. Because um, they had a, what, a 19-play opening drive that ended in a uh, touchdown for the Chiefs. They had a lot of long drives. Shout out Charles Minahill slash Mike Edwards. But that's a lot for, for Chris Jones. But should we start just giving him incentives every single game? Did you see him busting through those double teams? I know he didn't get a sack until that second half quarter, or half of the second quarter, or third quarter. But, dude, how many times was he getting doubled, and how many times did he still get close to bringing on Easton Stick? It was like seven times. They had a stat where it was seven of his first 15 pass rushes, he had a pressure on the quarterback. 50% of the time, he's getting pressure. Like, 
he was splitting double teams like Aaron Donald. That was nuts to watch. I'm all for, you know what, let's make Chris Jones' contract all incentives. Because it obviously shows that he'll bet on himself, and the Cats brothers won't give him the best advice, allegedly. So, what, let's say 1.5 mil for a sack? No, let's say 1.25 mil. Right, Dylan? 10 sacks, 12.5. If he gets 20 sacks, 25 million. Now, how much did he get for pressure? 50K? 500K, maybe? No, that's a lot. 250K. Oh, that's a lot. 100K. Better. He probably got 12 pressures last game. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, that's fair. So, you get, let's say you get 10 pressures. Hypothetically, you have a great game. 10 pressures every single game. That's 10 games. It's a million bucks a game. 17 games. Yeah, I can't do that. Can't do that. Can't wait, 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 no, that's bad math. That's 100K. Per pressure. Are we doing every 10 pressures? Oh, yeah, you're right. It's 100 do you do it like yeah. that? 100K every 10 pressures. I guess it probably had to be bumped up if we were starting at 50 per. This is why we're also not agents, uh, clearly. But we're, we're actually closer to the Cats brothers than most people. <laughs> we're closer to them than you might we believe. We actually might be doing better job negotiating right now. Hey, Chris, what do you think about this? What if we just throw you a bone here and say your entire contract is incentivated? And I'll do better than the Cats brothers. How about this, Chris? We're going to go negotiate for you, and we're going to try and benefit your life. Mm. There we go. We're already better. We're... <laughs> Allegedly, I love to throw an allegedly in there to make. Is sure it that, allegedly? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Math but. is not allegedly. Yeah, but I'm bad at math. That's the issue here, well, Dylan. Apparently, that's not a requirement. <laughs> Just law degree. I don't have that. I got my real estate degree. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, I think it counts. It does. It's good enough. Lamar Jackson was his own agent, and he gave himself a better deal than two uh, licensed wow. agents. Correct. Yeah. Chris Jones. Which, by the way, Lamar Jackson, what a that dude, has any guy been more right than Lamar? Like, I was kind of out on him. And again, he's got to do it in the playoffs. I get all that stuff. But as far as what he did this year when he finally had weapons, I mean, sheesh. He was... Or the Chiefs uh, wide receiver coach. <laughs> Greg Lewis now is yeah. the wide receiver coach for the Ravens for also the first true. year this year. Yeah, but I will also say, you know, maybe actually having guys on that team that you've heard of before. True. And then also getting a good draft slot to get Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. Uh, even Isaiah Likely has been huge instead of He's been Mark really Andrew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still can't believe the Falcons didn't want him. <laughs> that still blows my mind. Didn't even, didn't even want him. Yeah, Desmond Ritter, that's great. It's great. Yeah, you can not say anything. And it's okay. You don't have to come out and say, we are we don't not want interested. Him. Yeah, that was wild. Yes, Lamar, I, I got to give a shout-out to him because I was kind of out on him. Again, he's got to do in the playoffs, but I was a little bit, hey, how can you give a guy that much money if he can't stay healthy, if there's some inconsistencies? Well, he's been healthy this year. He's been electric this year. He's been the MVP this year. But we will see what happens in the playoffs. I know it's chalk, but really think it's going to be Bills and uh, Ravens AFC Championship this season. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. I also have to tip my cap to the Bills, right? I would have said that regardless, whether they were the 7-6 seven, six, or 2 six. Oh, I would agree. The Bills have played. They're, it's always who's hot at the right time. They're hot right now. I mean, the fact that they played the worst half. like They should have lost that game. 
Like, they were just handing it to Miami the entire first half. And when it went to halftime, a seven-point game, everyone should have known Bills were winning that football game. Mm-hmm. I will also say their defense has been better as the season's gone on while they've also lost more and more pieces. Like, no Matt Milano, who's one of the better linebackers in football. Um, Von Miller has been healthy scratches at some points in the season. He's had guess how many sacks he had this year? Zero. Guess how many tackles he had this year? Let me make sure this is correct. Because this was this was wild. Guess guess how many tackles Von Miller had this season? Hmm. Thirty. Three. Oh wow. Divided by ten. Three. Zero sacks. 12 games, three tackles. That guy is getting paid. How much this season? Seventeen point five mil. That's what I'm seeing right here. At least. They can't get out of the contract until uh, after next year. $32 million cap hit next year. Dead cap. Nice. Solid bills. Yeah, but give the bills credit because they fought during their hardest stretch of the season. They had to go 5-0 to make the playoffs at the time. They could have ended up losing this last game and still been the seventh seed. They went 5-0. I get it. Josh Allen at times looked horrendous. But the team found a way to get it done. Got to give him a big shout-out. I thought they were toast, man. I, 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 once they won that first game, though, what, what, what game was that? When they played... Let me pull that game up. Because I said they're toast unless they win... Oh, the Chiefs game. It was the Chiefs game. If they lose the Chiefs game, they're done. Then they beat the Chiefs, the Cowboys... The Chargers, the Patriots, the Dolphins. Crazy man. From six and six to eleven and six. Them getting James Cook involved was maybe the biggest storyline of that team this season. Because you can talk about Josh Allen all you want, but when James Cook finally got involved. That offense took off and got more consistent. Obviously, the addition of Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, is interesting. I don't know. What, did you see anything from Fournette last night? I, I saw, what, two decent runs. I saw one good pass protection pickup. And they use him a lot as a uh, in the tush push. But does he move the needle for that team, or is he just, uh, just a dude at this point? Just a vibes, vibes guy. He's... He's a good pass protector. I'll give him that. Him and Ezekiel Elliott. Like, even though they've kind of slowed down as their careers have gone on, one thing I will say about those two guys specifically is they are very good in pass pro. Um, So you're still saying Ravens-Bills. That's you're saying the AFC Championship game, huh? Yeah. Chiefs win. Unless I'm uh, mistaken here, they play the Bills if the Bills win. So you'll have your... uh, you better take the Bills if they play the Chiefs in that game. I'm just just saying right now, I'm, I'm holding you to your word. I am. And okay. if they win that, they're winning the Super Bowl. If they're exercising the Chiefs' demons, then they're yeah. going to win the Super Bowl. So. What I find interesting is 
the Bills season, Super Bowl season, quote unquote, was last year, right? That's when everyone thought they were going to win, correct? This year was more or less a little wide open. They, they, they had a lot of hope, but it was a lot of Bengals. Like, are they going to get over the hump? Because the Bengals went all in. They should have been dead already, is the, is the point I'm trying to make. Is yeah. that just get used to this saying. If Kadarius Tony lines up off onsides, the Bills still have zero Super Bowls. Yeah. Just remember that phrase, that whole sentence right there. Would that be true, though, because they still would have been the seven seed? If I, or, or would that have st- knocked them out based on strength to, and schedule? I'll have to finish cooking up that take because it's a little half-baked there. Me just spitting. Well, it I like out. some something like half baked. Like, it does I'll, feel like I like being half baked rather than full baked because then you true. can't do anything. Exactly. Like I gotta like take the trash out. And if I'm full baked, I'm like I'm I'm watching Archer and I'm not. There you go. We're uh, talking about cookies, by the way. So that's just how it's starting to feel right now. Like we had a chance to basically put them away. We didn't. They've gone on this amazing run where they've had to beat the Cowboys, us. Should have probably beat the Eagles, and looking back, the Eagles aren't very good. They would have been in either way, by the way, just so you okay. know. Because uh, they would have been 10-7. and seven. The Steelers are 10-7. and seven. The only difference is the Chiefs would have gone to 12-5. and five. Um, They still would have been – they would have been the two seed at that point. But Cincinnati finished in the eighth spot at 9-8. and eight. Okay. Again, who knows as the and, butterfly. And who knows, effect, like, but. exactly. Who knows how they – approach the rest of this season if they lose that game like do they have the will to go beat the cowboys do they have all the motivation uh, momentum all that stuff if we win that game probably not yeah be honest so to me yeah in the way that everyone talks about it right now is that if he lines up off sides their season is kind of over because it really was it's they win that game and you could kind of feel the, hey, man, look at that. We just beat the Chiefs, and as bad as this has gone for us the entire season, we still have a chance at the two seed, let alone a playoff spot, because right now, what was it, before that game, they were like the 11 seed, the yeah. 10 seed. And I will say, Ian, my guy Ian McMillan and myself, uh, I do a podcast with him on Stacking the Box, I was all in. We both were all in on the Buffalo Bills once they beat the Cowboys so they still had, what, three or four more games left in the season? Three more games left? We said the Bills are going to win the AFC East. We said it's coming down to the – he put money on it. I didn't have the stones. He put money on it because it was plus like 350 or 400 on the Bills. I got to text him. I'm sure he got a nice chunk of change from, from having the Bills clinching the AFC East right there. And I'd like to thank the Jaguars because I had a Steelers to make just to make the playoffs. Nice. The features that I placed in the beginning of the season. You know, I believe a little more in Kenny Pickett, but we'll take Mason Rudolph. You know who had a uh, a bold take and then got mild with it? Who, me picking the Saints to win the South? Uh, me with the Texans uh, to be good this year, but I had them miss in the playoffs. Oh. And I even said in Week 18, I go, if this was in Indy, or if this was in Houston, I'm taking the Texans. But I go, I've been high on Houston all season long. I'm going to go with the Colts because I think Gardner Minshew is more experienced. And I, I, I said, I'm nervous about... Um, C.J. Stroud without uh, Tank Dell. The offense had looked a little slow when Tank Dell went down with injury, right? But Dalton Schultz came back, and Nico Collins stepped up big. i got to give a massive shout-out to the Texans. Again, I said they were going to be good. I didn't know they were going to be this good. Well, at least you weren't calling Coward and said that the Jags were going to be the one seed. Yeah, that was a horrendous take. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Hey, hey, how about that one? 
You want to bring that one back up? The Trevor Lawrence take? The injured Trevor Lawrence? Dog is average. He is injured right now. He is he is slightly above average. They can't even can't even throw across his body. His shoulder is so hurt right now. Dog. That dude is fine. He's fine. He is going to be the next version of Kirk Cousins. He is a above-average quarterback, good enough to stick around. You'll build around him for a while. He might get... Like, again, if he was not drafted 1-1... Dylan, if he was drafted... Let's let's say he was drafted... Let's just say we're Lamar. He's 32. Do people think of him the same way? Hmm... If you're drafted twelfth overall, is he, is he thought of the same way? I don't know. It's just tough because he's like a six seven, two hundred thirty pound sure. quarterback who could throw I, a I, strawberry through a battleship coming out of college. I get it. So that's a good line. Nice. Did no idea. I stole that. I can't remember who said that, but I mm. stole that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's very hindsight right now because last year you would say, "Wow, look at what Trevor Lawrence did in just a second season, basically first season," because no one really counts the Urban Meyer experiment that they sure, tried. Sure, I agree. I agree. Urban Meyer's a and he took him to the playoffs buns, and yeah. beat the Chargers, and then I mean, sure. if Jamal Agnew doesn't fumble the football. That game is way different. Sure, like I think that this was his sophomore slump. If everyone's going to kind of push back a year with the Urban Meyer thing, this could be a sophomore slump where everyone kind of saw what Doug Peterson wanted to do with them last season, tailored the defenses towards that, and as the season went on, it started to get worse, plus the injury. He can't even throw a football across his body. Let's give him one more, two more years, of course, because he's a first-round talent. Oh, you, but I you do stick agree. With, you stick with him. I'm not saying like you, 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 you this, move on. The but last I, part of the season did make it hard for them to pay because they have to pay him soon. Yeah, no. J- just again, for me, my 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 whole thought process is: I was sick of people who tried and put him in the Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Although I think Herbert, you can make a case for he's better me. than Herbert. I don't think he's better than Herbert. I think Herbert's more talented, but I, but obviously he's. Yeah, I mean, he's, I, he's done better he's than talented. Her. Yeah, yeah. So is Jamarcus uh, Russell more talented than a lot of people? It's who? like Jamarcus Russell's a lot sure. more talented than sure. everyone. But it's like, can Herbert win when it matters? Can you close out a game? You're up twenty-eight to three. What was it? Twenty whatever to yeah. I think it was twenty-seven three, three twenty-three, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, I agreed, man. Now also. Brandon Staley, Doug Peterson, Chargers Brass, and organization. I will, I will take Doug Peterson. I agree. Any day. I agree completely. Yeah. And also, I think the Jags are more committed to winning than the Chargers. At least they have deeper pockets. Correct. So, yeah. I also hope Doug Peterson gets a uh, another chance in. I don't think he's getting canned. No, no, I'd no. be surprised, but. No, I don't think they're going to blame this on him. They're definitely not going to give him a season after this next No, because the offense really took a step back this season, and they actually should have taken a massive step forward. They I was Calvin Ridley. Could you imagine us with Calvin Ridley? Yeah, the Chiefs took a wrong gamble. They should have taken the Calvin Ridley gamble and not the Kadarius Tony gamble. Zing. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Come back. I'm going to talk more about the Chiefs' victory over the Chargers, some minor takeaways, give some snap count numbers, and take a look around the league, the home stretch. ESPN, Kansas City. Welcome back to the home stretch, ESPN Kansas City. All right, some takeaways from the Chiefs' victory over the Chargers. First things first, defense is deep. I ripped the under. 
Man, I, I, that was my best bet of the week. I said the under is going to hit easily. Yeah, the under hit easily. Uh, I said the score is going to be 17-13, 13-12. Love it. Uh, I will also say the defense of Kansas City might be better than I thought, deeper than I thought. Dylan, Cam Jones. Did you have any idea that Cam Jones was this good? No. Did you have any idea that, quite frankly, I thought Jack Conkren played a really good game? I thought Dion Bush was flying around out there. I thought out of one bad penalty from Jalen Watson and one bad burn by Joshua Williams, they played great. I mean, seriously, think about that. Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson, you're what, CB3, CB4? Those are CB2s on most teams. Remember uh, Bashad Breeland, right? Would you rather have Bashad Breeland when he was here in Kansas City or, or Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams? I think Watson and Williams are better than, than even prime um, Bashad Breeland, who I thought was really solid. And these guys are on rookie contracts. And one was a fourth and one was a seventh round. Like, like I am just very impressed by the depth of... And quite frankly, the understanding of these backup players, like, I I always get nervous when backup players come in that they're going to give these massive plays, right? They might forget what to do. It's not always their fault, but when you're not playing a ton, when you're not out there game in and game out, you don't have the reps. They didn't get fooled. They kept their assignments. They kept their lanes. He played great, man. I... Give Spagnolo a lot of credit too, man. Spagnolo deserves a ton, ton of credit for the Chiefs team this season. Imagine if the defense was not as good as it was. The Chiefs are eleven and six. Different D's. If Bob Sutton was here, Dylan, we're looking at six and eleven, pal. Shout out Spags. Um, FAU was fine. He had two tackles for losses, right? Which, nice to see, but did he look a little slow to you? Or a little slow getting off when he was getting after Easton Stick? Again, I'm pumping the brakes on FAU. This is a redshirt year for him. But I would have liked to see a little more FAU. I would have liked to see a little more getting after Easton Stick. Um, Malik Herring, I think, played a nice game again. Malik Herring perpetually has shown that he is a valuable backup. He's not a starter. He's not a guy you're going to hang your hat on, but he's a guy that you're like, okay, if he goes in the game, he's not going to get just destroyed out there, which is uh, nice to see. Nick Jones getting some snap counts. Um, Neil Farrell got in for a little bit. Kind of fun to see. Neil Farrell, big dude. He had a nice play. Blew it up on the goal line, actually. Uh, Go to the offense. I get people are upset with Blaine Gabbert. What did folks want from him? Dylan, what did you think of Blaine Gabbert? People are upset with him? Mm. The amount of folks I've seen in my... I'm a zoo guy. I get it, too. But the amount of folks in my mentions, the amount of people I've seen on The X who have called up Blaine Gabbert saying, he, oh, he was terrible. Can we get Chad Henney or anyone else to play backup to Mahomes? I'm like... What do you think a backup quarterback is? Do you think backup quarterbacks are, are, are going to be... Are you going from Mahomes to Joe Burrow? 
Like, what did you expect a backup quarterback to look like? This is what backup quarterbacks look like. Have you seen the Jets this year? Have you seen the Giants this year? Have you seen the Falcons this year? Have you seen the Steelers this year? All of those teams are looking at Blaine Gabbert going, you know what, maybe he could be our starter. I'm not saying Blaine Gabbert is a world beater. I'm not saying I want him to start on the Chiefs. I'm not saying Mahomes is starting QB roles in danger, but I'm saying, what do you expect? This is what a backup quarterback looks like. His interception was on McCall Hardman. Hardman, by the way, played a great game outside of that one route. Outside of one route that turned into an interception and then he gave up on the play of tackling him, Hardman played outstanding. He also had one of the drop. I will say that caveat. One drop, one bad route. He was trying to get the... Uh, he was playing too good, Dylan. Hardman's playing too good. He goes, I got I to gotta act like I'm a Chiefs receiver here. I can't just keep playing this good. I got to do something to hurt the team. Okay, I, I mean... Do you have any other thoughts on Blaine Gabbert in this game? Outside, again, I thought he was fine. No, I didn't even know there was a requirement or a, a call for thoughts on Blaine Gabbert. Dog, but... I had so many people talking about Gabbert, and I'm like, yeah, what? I don't get what people expected from him. Measured responses, I'm sure. Oh, very measured, very measured. And of course, I tweeted out a picture of a signed photo of Gabbert that I have in my man cave, and I said, "Best backup quarterback ever." Yeah, the reason why the backups come in and light it up for other teams is because the starter's terrible. And mm. they are in the game and then come in and they're like, hey, I'm going to try something I haven't been seeing this whole time. Yeah. Like, Nick, Mo- Nick, Nick Mullins, who throws five interceptions a game, or Blaine Gabbert. Uh, do you want uh, Josh Dobbs or Blaine Gabbert? Do you want, uh, again, like, Josh Dobbs had a fantastic little, little, little run and then the fun ran out. I'd like to see Tyrod Taylor. That'd be cool. Fine. But that's it. Again, if you want Tyrod Taylor, I will I will listen. I think Tyrod Taylor's a better backup. But like when you go around the NFL, not a lot. Blaine Gabbert, by the way, they like him because he's long, tall, I mean. Like he's he's tall. He can pick up first downs. Uh Briscoe's Pris- not here, you're safe. Yeah, I know. I was like, sh- pause, pause. Uh QB sneaks. He can run a little bit, right, as we saw last night. And for the most part, he takes care of the football. I I know everyone wants to see a backup quarterback come in and throw for 300 yards, but I just don't I don't get it. I don't get what people were expecting. Um, were you surprised we didn't see generic Prince? Oh, that is surprising. I didn't even think about that. But also, well, wasn't he cut? Did we cut him in a training camp? Yeah, but he's he's been up and down. He I thought he was actually activated. I may have deleted that actually uh, before yeah, I did delete that text. Um, I thought he was activated. I, I, I could have been wrong. Um, I thought Daenerys Prince was brought back. I also was surprised we didn't see like a Keontae Ingram right on the practice squad. Lamichael Pirine twenty one carries. He looked fine, right? N- nothing spectacular. He looked fine. Um. But McCall Hardman, man, he played 100% of the snaps. That's wild for a uh, wide receiver. Did you see anything from McCall Hardman? Do you see enough from McCall Hardman to say, you know what? Yeah, 
I want to see him more in the playoffs. Because I did. I saw enough from Hardman to say, I want him over MVS. I want him over Tony. Quite frankly, I want him over anyone not named Rasheed Rice or Justin Watson. This is the sad state of affairs we're at right now. But but seriously, like, I, I saw him run a slant route. Took it for a first down. I just love how this is the uh, bar. The, the bar we have. The barometer set is, is so set low. At, can you take a slant? Can yes. you catch can a you ball? Can you run a slant? The correct yardage and you know break it off the right way and then catch it. I, I will say that that the drop. I'm, I'm okay. That happens. That deep ball that he was lost on that turned into an interception where he gave up on it. That is concerning. Okay, that does give me cause to pause. But. You go six catches, 77 yards. You show the yak ability. And two of those catches, Dylan, I was in awe at the hand strength. Right? I thought two of those catches were going to get knocked away and be incompletions. You know where he had it, the, the defender hits the ball. I'm like, if he dropped, or if, if that gets knocked out, what do you say? Man, good defensive play. Instead, he caught the ball and turned one into a 37-yarder. Like, I was very impressed with McCole Hardman. He can take all of the MVS routes. Again, that deep ball was concerning. What does MVS do well? The deep ball. Well, I shouldn't say do well. What is he typically used for? Stretching the field. Uh, but I want Justin Watson to do all of MVS's roles. And then you can move McCole Hardman into adding a little underneath routes as well as some deep balls. I'm all in on McCole Hardman taking more snaps. Uh, Richie James, I thought, would get a little bit more run. Didn't see a lot of Richie James in this game. Richie James did play 83% of snaps, but as far as actually using him, I was a little shocked by the lack of targets, only two targets. Justin Ross is the other name. Justin Ross played 38 snaps, 66%. He had two catches, four targets. What did you think of Justin Ross in this game? I mean, again, not as flashy as McColl, but like I said at one of his routes, it was like, wow, he ran it really hard and aggressive, sold it, and caught the football. Like it was a, it was just a regular curl route. It yeah. just felt like it was such a breath of ref, like refreshing air from MVS and the way that he kind of, it seems like, is out there where it's, oh, I'm not getting the ball, I'm not going to really do too much on this route here I, he blocks sure great, but i'm sure that justin ross will block too like blocking george pickens has made blocking like way more praiseworthy than it ever should have been for wide receivers yeah like san francisco's wide receivers block all year block. after year game after game play after play and because george pickens said what he said now it's like well, look at the 49ers look at how yeah. much they care like that's the that's the minimum that's what you should that's do. the minimum requirement <laughs> for caring as an offensive player is are you trying when the ball is not coming to you? So to me that's what was kind of refreshing about Justin Ross, but it's always going to be refreshing for a guy that's trying to earn it. The high point catch he had on I think was that's the curl route you're talking about when he went up and got it Blaine Gabbert threw it a little high and he went up and got it, climbed the ladder, brought it down. That was impressive to me. That is something that you, the Chiefs could use in the red zone. Right, I have said that he looks at times like MVS in the red zone where he is big, but he doesn't go up and get it. He went up and got that one. I'm not saying Justin Ross is the answer, but I wouldn't mind seeing a little more of him 
especially in the red zone. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Justin Ross in uh, from 20 to 20, but inside the 20, I, I think there's a little room for him. That's where I want to see him uh, going forward. Uh, we'll take a break, though. Come back. NFL News to finish up the show. Homestretch, ESPN, Kansas City. The firings have started. Ron Rivera, he's out. Canned. Surprising at all? No. No, it is not. Um, I wonder if BNM gets a shot. What do you think here, Dylan? I know, I know this could change by this evening or even tomorrow. Do you think BNM gets a legit good hard look at becoming the head coach of the Commanders? Sorry, the Washington football team. Or... Uh, is he even in danger of getting canned, just just completely getting that thing redone? Uh, well, he has to impress, it looks like, 12 different people from different sports, including Bob Myers, former GM of the Warriors, who's part of a group they have put together to assist them in the coaching and GM hiring search. So, um, yeah, it seems like they'll give a lot of people a chance, but it seems like it's going to come down to a collective of yeah, a lot of folks. super well-known sports front office people and some athletes as well. So good luck to be enemy there. That seems like it's going to be an uphill. No pressure on those people. I mean, seriously, like that, that's so many folk. Well, remember, if you make it other people's responsibility, then it's not your then you can't. Fault. Then you can't blame the owner. There you go. Yeah. But no, this should be way better than Dan Snyder. Can't be worse. That is also, that is, you know what? You're right. Can't be worse. Which is sad. Uh, Wink Martindale resigns as the Giants DC, according to sources. That is just uh, broke about 10 minutes ago. Um, you surprised by that? Who? Wink Martindale. I, I did see that. Resigned. By that. Um, Brian Dable came out, I believe, earlier today and said that they would like to have him back, head coach of the Giants, and uh, looks like Wink Martindale is resigning. Um that's tough. Uh, Bill Belichick is still under contract. Says he is open to changes, especially with regards to his personnel role. Uh, I have said that I, I wonder if he would consider staying head coach but giving up the GM role, at least that title, because I think he's a horrendous GM but a very, very good head coach. Uh, we will see if that comes to fruition. Um, Dennis Allen says he expects a return as Saints head coach. Uh... Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one, man. Um, you missed the playoffs in a horrendous division. Not only that, your team went behind your back. Granted, it was James Winston, but he went behind your back and said it was a team decision. Doesn't sound like a ton of respect. Uh, and then Arthur Smith canned from the Atlanta Falcons would have thought that choosing to put all your eggs in Jonu Smith instead of Bijan Robinson, Drake London, or Kyle Pitts would get you canned. But yet, there we are. We will take, uh, I guess, a, a long break and be back tomorrow, back from 3 to 4 p.m. Until then, we are out.